Hello, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 135, Get Personal with Moss. And what this episode is about is about all the personal questions that you've always wanted to ask me, but you never had a chance or you couldn't uh, get the guts to ask me in person. So we've asked people to write in um, with those personal questions. And then also... Uh, some of the gossip, things like that, that, you know, float around. Uh, so, getting things straight, getting personal uh, with me. We'll just, uh, we'll just jump right in as usual. And as always, just note, always working on you uh, at some level. So here we go. It seems you came to the realization your true life purpose is to help people awaken. <clears throat> How did you come up to this realization? How did you come to this realization without making that a specific goal for manifestation? Uh, well, it actually depends on what you mean a specific goal for manifestation. Because most of us think, or most of us, uh, we have this ego that you know we can create life uh, or we can create a goal and then actually materialize that goal uh, by setting an intention and you know, writing it down and so on. And then it's created from a physical or mental mind. Uh, however, in its true form, uh, manifestation comes from a higher order. So even those individuals say, who write down a goal and then materialize it, uh, it's not something that you created at a physical level, uh, nothing at all. It's just that you are in parallel with your, say, spirit level, uh, and then that goal or wish or desire comes to you, and then you manifest it. So manifestation always comes from a higher process. It can never uh, create in a physical sense. So in your in your question, just to clarify uh, your question, uh, how did you come to this realization without making that a specific goal? Well, perhaps the, my specific goal at a spirit level was just that. Uh, in fact, I always tell people that the reason why my two near-death experiences is so different uh, than you know the thousands of near-death experiencers, you know that happen every, each and every day, uh, is that I was groomed, uh, and perhaps not by others, but uh, I was groomed, maybe from previous lifetimes or family lineage. So this is an extension of, say, the next phase for me. It's like a learning period uh, to to have these near-death experiences and not, not necessarily, say, pre-planned, uh, but to have these near-death experiences and then allow myself to catapult higher and higher from them. Uh, you've encouraged some individuals to focus on certain things for manifestation, uh, yet you yourself never imagined you were going to be a healer, oracle, transformational catalyst, etc. So what gives? And how is an individual uh, to manifest their true life purpose uh, if, you didn't, if you didn't do uh, what you'd suggested? Please clarify. Uh, again, it's very simple. Most individuals... Um, uh, in the, I guess, disparity uh, between guidance uh, depends on in, from one individual to another individual. Uh, many of us really don't understand, say, the process of manifestation. We really don't understand, say, what we really want. 
So with that being said, it's always it's always a great idea or the only process or the only way to create sustainable manifestation, manifestation that actually, say, provides happiness, provides completeness, uh, provides 360 degrees, provides uh, your higher, say, journey or your higher purpose to awaken to higher levels is... Uh, that you understand your spirit self first or by doing that is by awakening uh, the distance or narrowing the distance between say your spirit body and your physical form. I'm not going to get into all those details because again this isn't uh, uh, a forum for that. It's about answering a shorter version of the question because I could spend you know two podcasts on that. So uh, again uh, the point of awakening uh, again is is understanding that, and this is for all the subsequent questions, the point of awakening is that to understand uh, who you truly are. Uh, and by that, I mean that uh, your physical form, the 1% of who you are, uh, and your spirit body, that connection, that higher self or spirit body or whatever you want to call it, the 99% of what makes you up, um, that understanding of the two of you become so complete that you integrate as one. So you operate as, say, a being. There is no me, there is no higher self, and that's how I operate, just as a state of being. I'm that integrated, and well, uh, and that's our true journey, that's our only purpose, say, in this reality. So in understanding that, some individuals, once you, say, understand, say, that true purpose, right? your higher self comes through. And it basically, as your higher self comes through, you naturally gravitate because it's written in our DNA structure. Right? No matter if you are, say, a complex um, multi-level cell being like us uh, or saying a single cell, you always are gravitating to, to be your highest self or to be better than the last generation. Right, the uh, process of evolution. So, with that being said, uh, you naturally gravitate to whatever will help you, say, perpetuate this process. It's a process of evolution. Uh, with that being said, you really don't have to say intervene because it's on. You're on automatic process, uh, or you're on an automatic, uh, well, autopilot, basically. Um, and if you don't believe me. Uh, don't set any goals, uh, even if you're not an awakened being. Don't set any goals. Your life will still continue. Your life doesn't stop, right? It's still it still continues on. So we're all on autopilot at a, at some level. Right? Time just doesn't stop because we stop thinking or stop planning or anything like that. Most individuals think that I have to plan or I have to set goals and everything, and then my life perpetuates forward. Uh, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way at all. Life perpetuates forward. Uh, what you make of life, again, the more awakened you are, the more connected you are, then you have another program that runs for you. Uh, and as you say, ascend higher, because abundance is at a higher frequency, and if you are one, you're running at a higher frequency. It just is. It's just spiritual laws of physics or straight-out physics laws. So you naturally have to gravitate to higher levels of abundance, no matter what it is. So, hence, your dreams or your goals, 
whether say you created it or whether you put that magnet uh you know on your fridge and all that uh with or without that uh your goals uh, and beyond say uh, come into say reality uh, the purpose for me telling one individual to say to set goals uh, and, or versus the other, because some individuals can actually say materialize. They have a gift of materialization. They can, and and that doesn't mean that because you have a gift of materialization, you have you know all the other uh, you know degrees, the 360 degrees that I've talked about. Um, there's just a gift of materialization. Right? So you can use that to perpetuate. Uh, again, your natural awakening state. Right? So when I say yes, set a goal, because they're great materializers, and that will, say, pull them forward, because that's the tool they use, uh, or that's the tool they can use. Other individuals who, well, uh, don't have that ability, right? or hasn't honed it yet, uh, I always say, say, don't set goals. Uh, understand yourself first. So it's the same outcome for you. My only purpose is for you to help understand who you are at a higher level or again that integration between your 1% into that 99% a state of being. Okay? Uh, as we move on, <clears throat> what does wake mean to you? Uh, there's lots of you know different say, realizations of, uh, of awakening. Right? You have a lot of religious uh, realizations, awakening. Uh, you have a lot of realizations that awakening means like true love uh, or love and all that. Uh, and it's not true. Uh, my definition is, say, more mundane or more dry. Uh, however, this definition is very precise. It's very accurate. Uh, it's duplicatable. So it's not, uh, you know, etheric. It's not just like lovey-dovey or, you know, you know, a conjecture or theory or anything. It can be proven over and over and over again, okay? uh, like real science. Uh, and that is that awakening is understanding where you are in space-time. So basically, becoming present, and then that present. Uh, the meaning of present. Many individuals, you know, it's a buzzword nowadays, you know, in social media. Or if you look up Google, how many times people look up being present or, uh, you know, whatever the latest fad in yoga and all that is. And again, I'm not knocking yoga down. Uh, but again, there's always latest fad. Being present or mindfulness, right? That's the buzzword nowadays. So, uh, in this scenario, and, and what they mean by that, and I'll tell you the difference. Mindfulness is like, well, you're mindfulness, you're aware, uh, but you're really not aware. Uh, you're still seeing your, f your life through the filters that you see life through anyway. So you're more, say so you're more aware of how, you're more aware of what you're seeing, which is okay, but that's a slow process because uh, again, you have to start becoming aware of how you become present. You have to become aware of, say, what you're thinking of. And most people don't do that. They're just like thinking, right? Or thinking about being present. And that's not being present at all. Okay? Uh, my, my definition of being mindfulness or being present is like the definition of nature. And I'll give you a specific example. If you go out, into raw nature, you know, the jungle or the forest or, you know, a reserve where there's not a lot of human traffic. Right? If you go out there, you notice that you are drawn into a present being that you cannot deny. 
no matter what you do, no matter how preoccupied you are, anything like that, why do you get pulled into that presence space? Because that, that nature is always frozen in the present moment. Animals outside of, say, pets and so on, uh, tr- plants, trees, rocks, dirt, a grain of sand, uh, anything else outside of, say, human uh, or outside of human touch uh, is frozen in the present moment. So as you come into, say, that present moment space, uh, it naturally dominates your fourth dimension. It forces you to become present because that's, say, the highest frequency around you. It's like no matter where you are, you always, say, resonate or awaken to the highest frequency around you. So, and that's real mindfulness. Becoming aware of even how you think, and that's where this, um, what I say, uh, or tagline is like, notice what you notice, and then start noticing the details of what you notice. So that means you start to notice the details of how you notice those things that you notice. And that's where you start to see the patterns, and that's where you start to, say, disconnect. And then when you start to see patterns, not to say situations or experiences, well, you start to become so mindfulness or mindful, they can actually say release. So in my definition of being awake, it's all about space-time. Right? The more precise that you position your body, because our body is created just like any other, say, model, uh, say on a TV set or a video game, right? Say that action figure that you're playing uh, you know, Nintendo or Xbox or whatever it is, right? The way it moves around the screen, it has a certain coordinate that it just follows by your joystick. Same thing, our body, our body is created through, say, our spirit, right? Uh, it's like a projector, and I know I'm throwing a lot of information, especially if you're new. There's pod, there's a podcast that I've discussed more of this on there. So, um, so your your spirit actually say generates the frequency of your body and that's how you say your body is created in in this space it's the more precise that you become in this space uh, and you could be off by a millisecond which is a huge unit uh, in the coordinates of space-time uh, you would have, say, filters. So the more and more precise you are or the more and more pres- present you are, even beyond nature, then you start to become, they awaken, you start to become who you really are. You start to pull in the abilities of who you are, that 99%, this, your spirit, basically, without the need of physical form here. And that's what my definition is of awakened is. Uh, how are you like uh, before your NDEs? Well, um, if you heard my near-death experiences, you know, again, uh, I was tailored or I was groomed uh, to have these NDEs to catapult me forward. So before my first NDE, uh, I was always searching. I was always th- thirsting for knowledge. I was asking that one question. is like, well, what makes life tick? Right, uh, and so I, I I scoured the religious books, uh, spiritual books, you know, and all the other stuff that we do, and we're still doing. Um, but you know, a quick learner, I guess, or a quick study. Um, I, I, there was a lot of 
questions. Um, there was more questions unanswered than you know questions that were answered for me, and none of it was really satisfying um, because well, it didn't get to the point. And then you know I saw people of religious value, and and they weren't as happy. Uh, they still had the same issues of people who are non-religious or non-spiritual. So, you know, what was the difference? Uh, if you really say had practiced or something that was viable, right, it would actually change you. You would see the definite, say, pattern, right? You would see that person. It's like, oh my gosh, this person walks around awakened. Um, so that didn't work out. Right? Uh, I've never seen, say, an awakened individual through religion or spirituality. I've seen awakened individuals, maybe not at the higher levels, but awakened individuals, uh, and it's usually a natural space to be, although they might go, it was my religion. But if you go deeper into, uh, you know, and prod them deeper, it's just the way they look at, say, life, even before religion came. But we always have to, say, attach a meaning to, uh, you know, something physical. We attach it onto something we did, well, why I was a good person and all that. It's got nothing to do with that. There's a lot of people who are good persons or good people, uh, and they don't have, say, a successful or a happy life. So again, those things just don't work out. Uh, and by the way, I'm not saying not be a good person. And then I went towards, say, the money, uh, like everybody else does, right? You become successful, you become happy. But again, that doesn't pan out. Uh, I, nowadays, I know a lot of millionaires or you know, work on billionaires and stuff, uh, and they're not any happier than anybody else. In fact, they've actually, say, magnified the distortions that they were before they became successful. Or their family, you know, basically sold their souls. Uh, their whole lineage sold their souls. So, you know, their their family is corrupt. There's divorces. There's distortions. There's abuse. There's child death and so on and so on. There's drug addictions. Just like if you were non-wealthy. Uh, however, um, you know, even those individuals who are non-wealthy and they go, they go, oh, look at the rich. Uh, they have all these troubles. Well, look at you. You know, look at a non-wealthy. You have all your troubles too. So maybe it's not the money. Maybe it's just the frequencies that you're running. Um, so anyway, kind of got off the subject. But at a deeper level, uh, I understood that same money uh, wasn't, say, that one question that, say, Albert Einstein would ask. is like, well, what's that one equation that describes life? That's what I was searching for. So... So before my NDEs, again, the first one, always thirsting for knowledge, always there, obviously, again, getting groomed. So when I do have my NDEs, uh, I could awaken for it. And in between the NDEs, well, just like everybody else, you know, I worked quite a bit. Uh, I had my own company. Uh, I was still a nice person. I uh, got that from my mom. I was really a hard worker. got that from my dad. So be nice, work hard. Uh, that was my motto. Right? Just work your ass off and you'll be successful. And I was. Uh, but then, you know, uh, I was burning out. Uh, I was frustrated. And then um, uh, I had my second NDE. And then, you know, my whole life fell apart in the best way possible. Just like many of you, I work on you. What? With or without an NDE, uh, I work on you. Your life falls apart for the best possible scenario. Your life has to fall apart uh, if it's, say, broken or if it has a say insecure foundation like mine, uh, I, I, I used to make a lot of money. Uh, I used to live in you know a million plus uh, house. I used to have a yacht, uh, you know yada yada yada. Uh, but you know I wasn't enjoying it because my security was in the money, and I was always say insecure about say losing 
you know, my clients losing this, losing that. So it, it wasn't beneficial for me. So this is a new sort of security. So, so that was my life before. Um, kind of like the same person. I still very friendly. Uh, I wasn't a jerk or anything. Um, so, but just a magnification now uh, of, like, say, who I am. By the way, any type of success, whether it's um, whether it's money, uh, whether it's a good job, uh, whether it's uh, like a level of intelligence or it's a spiritual awakening, uh, for example, like me. And by the way, when I say spiritual awakening, uh, it has no definition associated with uh, most spirituality or most you know religious, um, say, outlooks. Right? It's a, just a level of awakening, like I described earlier. Um, uh, what happens is that it magnifies who you truly are. That's all. So as you awaken, and you know, you become who you truly are. So, and that's what happens with money. Uh, and then say money is a negative factor, um, but it's not. Money is just a magnifier. So if you're, a, you know, if you're a, if you're a jerk, uh, then you're just going to be a bigger jerk, right? Because uh, you hear a lot of people go, "Wait till I get money, I'll show them." What does that? What does that show you? So again, it's got nothing to do with the physicalness of this reality. Um, uh, again, so it's just a magnification of who you are. So think of me if you want to know who I was before. Think of me the way I, I am now, and then water that down or decrease the intensity. And that's who I was. Uh, although you know, much more confidence, much more complete. Um, I learned a lot through, say, uh, you know, the relationships and so on like that. So, uh, are you a pure source? Uh, how do you know for sure? Uh, yes, I am a pure source. Uh, how do I know that for sure? Well, uh, you know, along the road and at the level uh, that I have uh, or that I've gotten to, and it is a lot of work because, well, Look how many millionaires and billionaires there are in the world. And then look at how many individuals who are like Jesus and Buddha and so on like that. It's a lot easier to make a million or a billion dollars uh, than to ascend at higher levels. By the way, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, all those individuals, uh, if they were awakened and they needed of millions or billions of dollars, they could readily create that. Right? So they were not without wealth, by the way. I just want to put that in there for you. For your thought, uh, uh, for your own purpose, because you don't have to suffer to say enlighten. Right? Got nothing to do with that. By the way, the significant success series uh, that we're going to be doing more of really helps you understand this concept of say where success actually comes from. Um, so, how do I know I am a pure source? Simply, uh, if you are a pure source, uh, there is no need, there is no desire to control. Right? Uh, and again, at the level that I'm at, uh, you have transcended, uh, you know, being pulled by, say, the brilliance or being a good person uh, and transcended being, say, pulled by the neg negativity or the ego state, you know, by having, wanting or controlling people. So that's how you know, uh, I don't need to control anybody. I don't need to abuse anybody. I don't have to distort, seduce or anything like that to say get my needs met to ascend higher in fact it will actually destroy me or distort me you can't get to the level of knowledge 
uh, or access that I have on anything and anybody. Because okay? uh, I can access anybody, uh, their records, their files. That's a lot of trust. And that's how, say, the universal database works. Right? Um, so and let me just explain that further. So, so as you ascend higher and higher, you're given, say, tests. And then if you pass that test, well, you have more, say, access to higher knowledge levels. Just like an administrator at a bank or, you know, or some government institution or anything, they could have access, that administrator, computer administrator, they have access to, say, all the records, all the files of, you know, anybody, right? They can go in and, and check things out. Uh, and then what do you do with the data? Do you sell the data? Do you make money off it? Do you, uh, I don't do any of that. I, I see you for who you are without any judgment, right? Uh, so again, to gain the trust of the universe, because that's what you're doing. You're gaining the trust of the universe. And by the way, uh, there's no way around it. There's no cheating. There's no uh, there's no, you know, it's like, well, I'll just peek into this one file and then I won't do it anymore. Because a lot of us will do that, right? A lot of us will say if there's a diary that you're not supposed to look at, you'll just go, well, I'll just read one page. Or, you know, it's a, maybe an, another example is like you go into somebody's, you know, private bathroom and then you open the, the medicine cabinet and see what they've got, right? Uh, by the way, I never do that. I, you know, so, so anyway, that's just a state of, that's all, I've always been like that. Uh, I'd never looked into, say, my wife's purse. Again, that's just the way I am. So, so again, so as, say, again, you, 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 you get higher and higher, you're entrusted with more and more access to anything and anybody. Okay? Uh, and I know that when I say that, it scares a lot of people. Um... Um, but again, as you ascend higher, if there is no judgment, there's no worry of that. Okay? So I'll never say sell your information, distort you, coerce you, or anything like that, because again, it distorts me. There's no need for me, because the abundance that's available to me, okay? the access to the abundance that's available for me, without doing that, is much more promising, say, than the control of controlling people. Controlling people is very distorting. Uh, look at the U.S. Uh, they spend, what, billions of dollars a day controlling the world. Uh, they don't have to do that. So for me, uh, again, I don't have to distort, I don't have to control, I don't have to abuse, I don't have to do anything to anybody like that. Hence, a pure source, pure intent, pure integrity. Um, Look at all the people who say they are of pure source, but then they're jealous, right? They're egotistical, and so on, and so on, and so on. So I ask you, are you a pure source? Are you pure intent uh, in those individuals? Well, I've healed so many people, um, you know, and, and I've gone to church so many times. Uh, but do you have any, say, uh, jealousy? Do you have any envy or anything like that? Those are all judgment calls. Uh, when I read you, there's no judgment. I just read you for who you are. And that's why I'm so accurate, by the way. Uh, again, I don't skew anything. I just see it for what it is, and I tell you what it is, and then say, I forget about it. Okay? Um, so again, that's how you can tell you are of uh, pure source. So the pure you are, 
Again, so so just to get you a little deeper, because some of you are interested. So there's a there's a say a space of good, bad. What your purpose is not to go away from bad and go into say brilliance, because the brilliant side will distort you. Basically, there's that narrow line in between what you're supposed to do, or how you send, or how you awaken. Uh, and this is uh, again what all the great masters do. Is what they do is like they master both good and bad because again both sides will distort you different ways but both sides will distort you so as you ascend higher you master the physical realm there's no way okay, that you can master uh, you, you can go into mastery by walking away from say the bad and walking into the good because that's only half the picture you'd have to master both sides and not get tempted by either side to ascend higher. You get to the level where you transcend, say, the duality of this physical realm. And again, I've transcended that. So for me, there's no need to be bad or good. I don't have any draw. I don't get, say, you know, pulled into or seduced or whatever. In fact, I can't get drawn or seduced or something of that nature. Okay. Uh, to use, say, my abilities for bad, because, say, I'm beyond that level. I don't need that. I'm on, say, autopilot. Uh, to For me to do that is like I would have to, say, step down, uh, a huge step down uh, for me again to get distorted uh, or seduced. Um, and that's, uh, well, just to go further, I don't get impressed by, you know, people who are millionaires and billionaires and, you know, people who go, you know, I've I did this movie, you know, it was a hit, uh, you know, back in 2000, you know, or 1990s, and now they're still living off the hit. I was like, well, what have you done? Are you a good person? Uh, and, you know, there's tons of people. It's like, well, you know, who did you sell? Who did you abuse? Who did you, uh, I don't have to do any of that. There's no need for that. Uh, and that doesn't impress me. You have to abuse, distort, seduce, sell yourself, and so on uh, to you know, get a claim to fame of being a great actor, uh, you know, making a lot of money or, you know, creating this invention as you destroyed, you know, uh, the path that you were on. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to control anybody. Uh, again, hence, uh, being of pure sort. Uh, if you are of a pure, say, individual, you don't have to destroy, oppress, control, anything, anybody, as you move along your path, you pull uh, people forward along with you right? without any, say, need for them to come along. They just want to follow you. And again, um, a lot of, say, checklists on if you are a pure source or not. So check yourself. Are you a pure source or not? This is an interesting question. It's like, why do you think you're the chosen one? Uh, I never said I was the chosen one. And besides, who chooses you? God doesn't choose you. God doesn't care. God doesn't give a damn. Uh, and I say that from the kindness of my heart. It's because God loves you either way. Right? Again, God doesn't care. No matter what you do here, God understands that it's only 1% of who you are. The other 99% is a pure intent. If an awakened being, you understood who you were, as God does, right? Uh, what's 1% out of, say, 99? Um, so again, 
it's all the same. So the chosen one is that you've chosen yourself. Maybe your higher spirit, maybe from a previous lifetime or family lineage or uh, and so on. You've chosen yourself to become who you are. Right? So again, I've never said that I was the uh, chosen one. Uh, that's your representation or that's your question. Uh, what do you want in your personal life? And then this is a question, what is your mission, the business? Uh, it's really one and the same. Uh, there's no, say, distinction between personal and business. Uh, there's no distinction between church and state. There's no distinction between anything uh, that you do. There's no distinction between, say, being a father or being a husband. There's no distinction, although there's different roles. Uh, there's one, say, grounded purpose. Okay? There's one mechanism that runs the whole system. Uh, and there's they, those base principles. Um, so again, it's all the same, uh, basically to be the best possible self or what I call, say, architect superhuman, right? To be your limitless self without distortion of, say, human form. So if you run, uh, what if you ran from this uh, or operated uh, from the scenario that you wanted to be limitless or your best possible self in every scenario. That would be me. So in my personal life, I want to be the best possible father, the best possible uh, lover, the best possible friend, the best possible whatever in every situation. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm successful, but I keep trying. Uh, and then, uh, so that's, uh, again, that's personal, but then, you know, you mesh that in, uh, or that mission in business, well, I want to be the best possible me, the best possible being that I could be. Uh, so my personal and my business would reflect the same. I'm not a different person. I'm not a different person, say, on stage, on camera, uh, in front of you, uh, then I go in my private Right? Just like many entertainers or many healers or many whatever. It's like, yeah, they're great. They give a great act. But like working for this, uh, you know, this person, you know, he's, a really ass he's a real asshole. I've heard that over and over and over again from, say, famous healers, famous, uh, you know, uh, love poets, famous, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, singers and so on. I'm not like that. What you see is what you get, and that's why sometimes maybe they, I say it like it is, or some people might call it brash. Uh, I don't change for anybody, whether you're the president of the U.S., uh, Jesus, or anybody, I, I would still be me. So, uh, and that's really key on, say, how say, strong you are, or how complete you are, or how much you know yourself. You just don't change. You just are who you are. So uh, my mission as a say business, right? We all uh, always have to have goals, um, or say a direction. Necessar I don't necessarily don't have say quarterly goals, monthly goals, uh, you know, uh, and so on like that. Although we have a sense of direction in our business. If you look at most entrepreneurs, and this is what the hardest thing of entrepreneur, because in business class. You know, and this is why entrepreneurs fail, by the way, is that 
you know, the drive, they have this mission, they have this burning desire, they don't care how they get there. Well, they do, because it has to be, uh, you know, in an honorable way. So other than that, they really don't care how they get there. But then they go to business school or they get bigger, the company gets bigger and, you know, some Harvard graduate comes through and goes, yeah, well, you have to have goals. You have to have, you know, your business plan. You have to do this. Everything has to be written down. And then that entrepreneur just gets totally destroyed because the passion goes away. Everything has to be broken down by a daily basis, right? You want a million widgets and then you have to break that down by a month, by the week, by whatever, whatever. Entrepreneurs don't work that way. They never work that way. That's why a lot of entrepreneurs die. I guess I'm just sensing a lot of entrepreneurs uh, listening to this call. Uh, by the way, I might skip around because I'm tapping into you and, and well, giving you, say, some of the um, nutrition, spiritual nutrition or knowledge nutrition that you need. So, so in my personal or business, uh, again, it's a personal the endeavor or a passion for me uh, is to be the best possible self. Uh, and then uh, with that, whether you come along with me or not, that's your choice. Uh, but I'm raising, say, that light or flag. It's like, hey, you guys want to become the best possible self like I am. So I'm a walking advertisement for what I do. Simple as that. Uh, if you want to come with me, that's fantastic. Come with me. Because it's proven, it's not proven just for me, it's proven for, you know, a ton of people that have worked thousands, tens of thousands across the world. And again, if it's not for you, then don't come along with me and go go try something else. I'm not going to bash you for it, uh, so you shouldn't bash me, right? Uh, at least I'm happy for what I, with what I'm doing, I'm very happy, uh, and a lot of people who follow me are very happy as well. If you want to be happy doing something else, then go ahead and do it, you know, you're, it's free will. Um, I'm actually, you know, at a, as a, at a, say, bigger level, I'm actually here when you are, say, your best possible self. Um, what happens is that you burn so bright that you start to burn off all the distortions of humanity. So say, that, consider me as a harbinger, a pioneer, that's bringing a new way of being your best possible self a real way of being your best possible self, right? Because religion hasn't done it. Uh, there's not one group of, say, uh, not one group of religion faction. that could, And they always say, I'm the best, right? The spiritual movement say, well, we're better than people in religion. But show me. Just give me the bottom line. I don't see any, say, specific group that stands out. Uh, you know, they can't say that, hey, the Jews are much better the Jews have the same issues as the Muslims and the and the Catholics and the, and you know all the other thousands of spiritual and uh, you know religious beliefs that are there. Not one group stands out. If they actually, you know, through thousands of years, you think a considerable number of people would have stood out using, say, the 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 knowledge, right, or the structure. Obviously, they're not. So. So my business mission is, again, coming out, being your best possible self, void of religion, void of political agenda, void of whatever else that controls you or controls other people. Uh, so hence, uh, at a bigger, bigger picture, obviously religion, spirituality, society, humanity, media, um, women, men, everything has to change. 
So it's a whole new standard, a higher standard. Um, why do you change? Uh, why do you charge money to help people uh, with your God-given gifts? Um, you know, this is the most egotistical, most sinful, sinful question uh, that I actually get asked. And then, you know, people stand back. It's like, wow, how the hell did he just say that? You know, because we've been taught throughout the ages that, you know, if you've got this God-given gift, then my goodness, you know, you shouldn't charge money because God didn't charge money. But where the hell did you get all your other gifts? You know, being a good accountant, being a good mother, being, you know, a good singer, being a good uh, football player, being a good whatever, being a good prostitute. Right? I just throw that in there just to uh, you know, put a little salt in your wound. But gosh, where did you get all those talents? Just were they human talents that you just say acknowledged of your own ability here in human form? You got it the same place I did. It was God given. So why do you get to charge for your services, and why can't I charge for mine? Why do doctors get to charge what they do? So there's lots of ways you can look at it at a spiritual level, and that's what this person is asking. It's like because just like any other gift. It's been gifted to me through God or your higher self. Just like singing or any other talent. Uh, again, a typist, a good mother, a good person, a bad person. Those are all come from the same source. So why differentiate it? Why? Again, it's a sin for you to think. And it's a major sin for you, th for you to think that, well, my abilities as a, uh, as a great architect uh, comes from me. It doesn't. It comes from uh, connecting to a spirit uh, that is awakened in, say, architecture. Simple as that. Okay? Uh, and again, if you really understood a significant success or true success in its higher form, right, your spirit, if you even those individuals who are religious or spiritual and think uh, the sinful way, grotesquely sinful way, what do they do? Right? They think that, oh, if I connect with my spirit, I'll be all abundant. You would have wealth. You would have money. Where do you get money? It doesn't, it doesn't grow out of trees. You're here in this physical realm. You're joining the game of life. You're here in a society that money is needed. Hence, you have to play the game. And look at all those other individuals, right? Well, I hate money because it's not spiritual, but I'm going to whore myself out 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Uh, and then uh, to provide a meteor, uh, mediocre income uh, so I can retire, so I can they understand God, but then I don't have any finances or anything to understand God. So what kind of, uh, what kind of thought process is that? It doesn't get you anywhere. It hasn't gotten your parents any anything anywhere. That's just an excuse for individuals to stand uh, with no money, right? It's like, well, I don't want money because look at those in those look at those people who have money. By the way, I'm not saying those people who have money uh, are any better off than you. In fact, I did a podcast. Um, if you're really wealthy or if you're really poor, you're both sinners. If you're not awakened and have gravitated being poor or wealthy. It doesn't solve any of your issues, by the way. If you do it right, okay, you're worth your weight in gold. By the way, if you were an awakened being, all the wealth, 
right? The gems, all the wealth, all the whatever that you would call luxury items, right? It would not be, say, worth, uh, you know, a finger. Because it's only 1% of who you really are. So, and that's what you're arguing about. Okay? On the flip side, okay, economical, uh, the services that I uh, say that I render, right? Uh, you go to a doctor, you know, you go to an x-ray, whatever you do, an MRI and all that, uh, it'll cost you like 12 grand. You know, I do it for a lot less than that, much less than that. And I can tell you within a second, and I can tell you, uh, say, all the reasons why you have that, rather than going and spending another, say, five grand for your issues. You go to a psychologist, and, and again, these are real-life stories. Uh, you go to a psychologist for 20 years. 20 years of your life you've wasted, right? Three times a week, times, whatever, $200 an hour. How much does that add up to? Right? You have a couple sessions with me. So what is it worth to you? What is it worth when you know you save your kids or some individual uh, from suicide? or coming into a good relationship. How much is that worth compared to, say, what I charge? So again, compared to what? So really ask yourself, are you asking yourself because it's me, or are you asking yourself to make yourself feel better? Why do you like fancy sports cars? Uh, it doesn't seem very spiritual. Again, what does sound spiritual to you? You know, you're here to enjoy, say, the blessings of this realm. Why were you created in such high distinction? Uh, nothing, um, not even, say, your, you know, the, the sense of touch, your vision, your hearing, can ever right, uh, be matched by the precision that's in your body. One, those individuals who think a sports car is worth much more than your human form. Uh, well, very sinful, very grotesquely underestimating, say, God's abilities or talents. Not even yours, uh, but again, God's abilities and talents. So think again. Um, and because, well, I look much better in a nice fancy sports car. That's, that's the elevation uh, of my spiritual awakening. Again, if you were awakened, you would have all the abundance in the realm. In fact, you know, your religious beliefs say that, your spiritual beliefs say that, right? If you were awakened, and I'm not taking it from my words, I'm not taking it from exponential intelligence, I'm taking it from all those religious books and all those spiritual books, right? Your spirit is all abundant, right? And it's not for the afterlife. It's for this life. If your spirit was awakened, it doesn't have to wait for the afterlife to be abundant. It would show you that you're awakened by creating abundance in physical form here for you. 360 degrees of abundance. By the way, I'm not saying that you have fancy cars or luxury items and so on, uh, you know, and then you're awakened. You're only awakened for that little pie. Right? And that's why I say many wealthy individuals, they're not doing it right. right? Uh, again, the non-wealthy, and I just covered this, but I'll cover it again. Just because you're, you're not wealthy, don't be you know, snickering and going, oh, wow, look at them, you know, uh, they're greedy and so on, they're going to go to hell. Well, you're going to go to hell as well because you haven't awakened. I mean, it's a scorecard. If you haven't awakened here, you haven't awakened there, and trust me, with my abilities, I see the dead. I see where they go. 
they're not awakened in this living form, right, and they cross over, you stay where you are. It's just a, it's just an extension of where you are without time, without a density. So you're even worse off. All the fears, distortions, regrets, things like that, you're there, timeless. I can prove it. People who, who die, uh, who commit suicide, the last bit of, of anguish, right? They're stuck on the other side. And even in your religious books, they say that suicide is a sin. That's why it's a sin, by the way. So uh, kind of got carried away. So let me re-ask questions. Why do you like fancy sports car? Um, doesn't seem very spiritual. Again, so if you were spiritual, you would have the abundance. And I'm talking about significant success, not just hollow spirituality. So let me define significant success. Significant success is that you resonate at a high frequency, right? You are a being of high frequency. Again, your spirit being all abundant, right? You're so connected to that spirit, it generates or it reflects back who you are in physical form, hence abundance around you. Right? That's true score. That's true, say, record keeping. That's th true definition. It's not about having blind faith, going, you know, I suffered in this realm, then I'm going to be a good person on the other realm. That's just the line that, that, that priests or whoever, the mullahs and all those religious or spiritual people do because they haven't figured it out. So they suffer in this realm, they suffer in the other realm. Um, uh, again, that's 360 degrees of abundance, right? You're not just, say, getting a fancy sports car. You actually own it. You actually, you know, it actually looks good on you. You're not trying to, it's not a facade. That's the difference uh, between significant success and then that fake success that most individuals have, which is fake success, again, a facade that they cover up with their Gucci's or, you know, their cars and so on. It's like, hey, hey look, I've done all this. Look at me. And then they look at you and then you get to know them personally. It's like they've got all the insecurities and all that that I have. I'm not taking, talking about me, but uh, again, uh, that's not impressive to me. And that's where you can really, really tell whether you're a woman or a guy. You know, they wear all that fancy stuff. Uh, and then you, I, at least for me, I can look at them. It's like, oh my God, you're so poor on the inside. At least, you know, those people who are doing that, at least they're trying their best, they're trying something. Uh, and then look at the people who are poor. I'm not knocking you down. You're not even trying. Get out there and try. Be your best. Right? Uh, stop using the excuse uh, that it's a spiritual or you're a better person because you're poor. You're not. Uh, you're just worse off than anybody else that hasn't awakened. Again, look at your scorecard. That's a reflection of who you are at spirit level. Your physical form, your physical environment, your physical being, your state of health and all that is a reflection of who you are at your spirit. Don't have such an ego thinking that, you know, you are creating this and then your spirit uh, is, is there waiting for you. It's not. Your spirit is not awakened. Again, your spirit creates your reality here. And that's why my work is so intense. I work at your spirit level, you know, wake, awaken your spirit level, hence your physical reality changes. Again, it's a reflection of who you are.
That's all. So it gives you an accurate record. No matter how many times you've gone to church, uh, what you've studied, who the great master you've studied, look at your life. Uh, if it's not happy, if it's not complete, then, well, you aren't awakened, no matter how much wealth you have, no matter how much whatever that you have. If it's not that way, if you're not complete on the inside, if you're not satisfied, right? You don't have that, say, general sense of well-being, that internal love, that confidence for yourself, your fellow man, then you're not awakened no matter how much garbage you have or not garbage that you have. So. Uh, why do you say that I have dark sources that help me, uh, that keep me safe? Yes, uh, I do. Uh, and again, if you look at that and, you know, uh, there's a podcast, I believe it's uh, Podcast 75, Post-Election Game Plan. Uh, but if you if you if you listen to all the podcasts, will make it understand. You'll understand what that means. So so anyway, uh, let me shorten it down for you. Is that so? The reason why I say that is because again, you ascend to a higher level, okay? uh, and you go higher and higher, and then you go break free. Okay? So just so you become very powerful, you become very influential. Who doesn't want to be with you? No matter who you are, no matter how dark you are, say you're the devil. Right? Devil always understands the purity of God, right? or what I call pure source, if you want to get into, say, religious terms. So I'll explain it to you in a religious format, and then I'll explain it to you in another more scientific format, what I would be used to. So again, you ascend to a higher level, again, like I said, beyond good and bad. Right? So what happens when you do that? Who doesn't want to follow you? You figured a way to get closer to pure source. Again, no matter how dark you are, no matter how bright you are, your only purpose is going towards the brilliance. So if you're a dark source, and somebody's followed the path, right, or have the path for you, they're going to honor you. They're not going to abuse you or distort you like many of you get abused and distorted by dark sources. So you're worse off than, say, I am. Those dark sources help me. The dark sources that you have around you destroy you. They abuse you. They trick you. They fool you. So so who's better off? Right? They know that I can't be, say, distorted, uh, bought, and so on like that. And they want to go where I, they want to go where I'm going. They want to go where I'm headed. So they're going to help you. Think of it this way, and I'll put it in a family structure. All those, say that, you know, you crave, you know, say, I'm going to be a success. And then your family and loved ones go, ah, oh, hell, don't even try. You're not good enough. You can't do it, right? Consider them, say, your dark sources. And then you become successful, right? And what do those same exact people say? Before, they never wanted to follow you. Now you've become successful. They become your best friends. It's like, yes, I was rooting for you. I knew you had it all along. I want to be with you. I want to go along with you. Same thing. This exact same thing. Again, when you get into the higher realms, everybody wants to follow you. Everybody wants to help you. Everybody wants a piece of the action. Happens in the physical realm. Happens on the spirit side as well. So that's why I say the dark sources help me. Not only help me, but 
again as you awaken it'll help you as well simple as that uh, and again i ask you a question would you rather be helped by dark sources or would you rather be abused fooled distorted uh shortchanged assaulted controlled so i'd rather be helped um where are you going with your special abilities, gifts? Uh, it's a good question. Again, I can't really say see for myself um, because, well, uh, for many reasons. Um, just like many of you, your abilities uh, has come up forward. You can't see really see for yourself because, well, life has becomes more interesting. Uh, but as you ask me, I can say reflect it off you and see myself through your eyes. Um, so I see, again, myself as a harbinger, um, as, a, as an example. So I always uh, use Roger Bannister, the first individual who ran a four-minute mile. He's right? a great individual. He broke the four-minute mile. And it's like, hey, look, our human capability possibility is that we can run a four-minute mile. Uh, and he was the first person. And then, you know, a few weeks or months after, more and more individuals broke the four-minute mile. Now it's just standard. You have to run a four-minute mile or you're not considered a, you know, a, a, a professional runner. And now there's people who are doing it a lot less than that. So, so with that in mind, I'm that individual that says, hey, look, this is, this is the possibilities that we can have. So breaking beyond, say, the physical or human um, say, um, not, I don't want to say oppression, uh, but incompleteness that we are. Um, so most individuals or, you know, scientists say that we're only using say 20, 10 and 12% of our say abilities or our brain capacity. I say that we're only using say 10 or 12% of us. Uh, we've actually awakened to only 12% of our potential here. So, so basically overall as humans go or yeah, the human race, uh, we've awakened or that connection between, you know, your higher self, your physical form is only at 10 or 12%. I would be at a higher level than that. Hence, I have more of my abilities or more potential. If you broke through, you would have the same potential uh, as I would. Uh, in fact, in the future, just like Roger Bannister, um, what what most people see as, say, unbelievable, say, gifts. Right? And again, are they gifts or something I've honed? Uh, or something I've awakened to? So you have to give yourself credit. Um, um, in the future, you know, my, my, say, level would be probably normal. Because that's the way we're supposed to be, actually. So I'm more normal than most of you out there. Um, so again, where am I going with my special abilities? Uh, again, uh, awakening uh, every human being. Uh, it's a consciousness that I'm awakening. As you awaken a consciousness, uh, humans awaken. Uh, do you have an ego? Uh, yes, very big one, actually. Um, and you know, and so let's let me define ego. You know, and most most definitions of ego uh, are say misconstrued. So exponential intelligence definition of ego is that you understand that you have say the power that you have, 
but then you would never say use it or distort it for for your own say good. Uh, so, although good does benefit, uh, good does come to you as you say spread the goodness outside of you. So that's one aspect of ego. But you would have to have say some kind of ego to understand that you can say transform a person's life right by intention or uh, if you've seen me you know live or on video uh, by waving your hands around so so most individuals um, you know uh, confuse ego with the definition of insecurity so in this case you know people who have huge egos parallel people who have who are highly or very insecure it's not I wouldn't call that a, a strong definition of ego. Um, you again, so a strong definition in this case of ego is that your ego becomes so grand that you understand that you are, say, the grandest being that you could ever be, and you understand that everybody has this possibility of being the grandest being that you could ever possibly be. And then, with that knowledge. You never have to press, suppress, control, abuse, or anything like that. So, in that definition of, do I have a big ego? Yes. Um, and let me ask you, uh, do you have a ego? An exponential intelligence definition? Or are you just insecure? Can we all really do what you do? Yes. Definitely. If you can awaken, say, to the level that I have, well, and it's been proven maybe not at the level, uh, but people come to a certain level and then they get, say, similar abilities as anybody else at that level. So as long as you awaken, okay, uh, you can get to, as you awaken to the level as me, then yes, you can get to or you can have the same abilities. Uh, maybe a different flavor, right? Your own flavor, because we're not all the same. But yes, uh, definitely. Uh, you got your gifts from two NDEs, otherwise you may may never be in the healing profession. Uh, so now, do you really love what you do? Or do you have no choice but have to do it after the NDE? No. Uh, well, I do have a choice, but there is no choice because that's the best possible choice. So, you know, when you're in an awakened state, you always gravitate to the best possible choice. Just like in nature, right? There's many choices, say, of, say, you know, a, a water flowing downstream or down, you know, a mountain or whatever. But what does it do? It always naturally, if you want to call it naturally, chooses to be have the most efficient way down right down the mountain. Same thing here. When you get awakened, you always choose or gravitate to, say, the most efficient way. So so in that case, you know, you don't have a choice. But that is your choice, right? So, and then in that case, again, because it's your highest, it's your best possible self, and you're awakening because of that, well, uh, you naturally love it because it's, well, that's what you do. 
and then to answer your question, it's like, well, you had your two NDEs and that's why you awoken. Um, I truly believe that um, I was meant to be a harbinger to awaken individuals. Uh, so for me, the fastest, more efficient way, the best possible choice, was to have these two NDEs. Um, otherwise, say some other plan would have they made me awaken to my space or what I am today. Just like, for example, I see people uh, that run programs, right? They run programs of abuse, no matter how they try to get out of it, they get into abuse. I see people who are, say, meant to die, no matter, say, how they circumvent death, you know, eventually death will catch up to them, for example. Right? There's actually a movie about that. So that's why that example came up, by the way. What have you learned after working on tens of thousands of people? Uh, we're all the same. We all want the same thing. Uh, and it's not nothing to do with money. It's got nothing to do with a good home. It's not nothing to do you know, with being loved or wanting loved or anything like that. Those are actually byproducts. We just want to connect to our highest possible self. We just want to go back to our state of being that we were before uh, space-time they um, got in the way it's not that it got in the way but in this most individuals it got in the way right because we didn't awaken from it so so again everybody wants to just feel that connection deep inside themselves simple as that um, and, and you know and, and to I guess extrapolate. You know, initially when people come to me, they go, Moss, I need money. I need this. I need health. I, can you get me this? Can you this? Uh, and then later on as they awaken, they, you know, they get it. And then they tell me, Moss, just work on me. Because the most important thing is to, well, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? That's all that people really, really want. They don't care about the money and all that. The reason why they don't care is because once they awaken to the point and they say they're focused on connecting the pure source, they know that better health, money, all those things just naturally come in. It's been proven. It's not like blind faith. Those things just naturally come in, and then they go, "Oh, that's why we want it." So we're actually say searching for happiness in the wrong sequence. We think that you know. Physical, like, abundance in any respect is going to give us that happiness that we're desiring. It's not that way. Not that way at all. You become complete. You become happy. And then happiness or physical abundance becomes a reflection on how happy and how connected you are. Same thing with being kind. You know, people go, well, I'm going to do ten kind acts and then that's going to get my way to heaven. Because right? that's what the Bible says. It doesn't work that way, guys. Again, you have an ulterior motive. You're being kind just so <clears throat> you get some benefit of yourself. And EI states that, you know, you be kind internally and then your natural, say, acts of being kind just follow. Because that, that's a reflection of who you are. Most people fake it, right? Um, and, and again, might be getting off the question, but again, this will benefit you greatly, is that, if there were no laws or no punishment, look at the moral status that you would behave by. 
Look at the things that you would do because you can get away with it. So again, I ask you, how moral are you? Morality does not consist on uh, or depend on the punishment. And that's how most, most of society uh, uh, measures morality. It's like, well, I'm a good person. Well, if that law wasn't there, you probably wouldn't be that good of a person. Simple as that. Or if you weren't getting punished. Or if you know X wasn't, say, the outlying factor. If you did do something, well, you would do it. Again, that's not morality. That's just uh, fear of being caught. Uh, true morality or human morality, uh, again, what I profess by, everybody is the same to me. Whether you know there's a law or not law or you know getting punished or not, I treat everybody the same, no matter who you are. Um, well, that. So I guess one thing I wanted to clear up is like, obviously, I see individuals at their purest state. So that's why I can treat everybody the same. Uh, but the retroactively, obviously, you know, we get treated differently because the more awakened you are, the more under, uh, the more I can say connect with you, right? But again, I still treat you with say that honor, respect, and so on. So. And that concludes part one of Get Personal with Moss. Stay tuned as we get into more juicy questions on part two. And as always, notice what you notice, and then notice the details of what you notice.